Hey guys, welcome to the high performance episode of this week. And as a lot of you know, we are interviewing a hundred people that have built billion dollar companies. This high performance clip comes from episode number 547 with Paolo Tiramani, who is the founder of Boxable. It's a $3 billion startup. And this company creates foldable or unfoldable homes small homes that you can put on the back of a truck and you can deliver it to anywhere in the United States. Even they're starting to expand globally and you can actually plop it on uh, a piece of land, then plug it in. All you need is an outlet and it's a fully functional home once the home is unfolded. A boxable home is actually used by Elon Musk himself at his space station in Texas. And what I love about studying these people with billionaire mindsets, it's like, if you have a millionaire mindset, a millionaire mindset is really about kind of making money to provide for your family, your legacy, taking care of your needs to live in abundance and wealth. If you have a billionaire mindset, billionaires are going out there and they're thinking about how to solve massive problems. Apollo is no exception to this rule. And what he goes in thinking is he actually spent two years answering the question of what's a massive problem that we can solve? How can we use innovation to solve a massive problem and do some good in the world? And if you look at billionaires, quite often they're innovators, they're creators. When you look at millionaires and millionaire mindsets, quite often they're hustlers, and not in a bad way, but hustlers that can go out there and do the work and hustle and build something and make a million dollars. They could be salespeople, they could create an online business, they can do all sorts of different things. Now, when you hit the billionaire mindset, the billionaires that we've interviewed, they're creatives, innovators, big thinkers about how to solve a problem. And so the issue that Paulo came up with is he found out that the home construction industry is old and outdated. And if you think about how they build homes, they build homes today, not too much different than they did a hundred years ago and for hundreds of years. Basically, you wanted to build a home in a place, and then you got some people and some builders, and you brought the materials to that place, and you constructed the, the dwelling, the home, the building, and then you finished it, and you took all the stuff, the, the materials and the tools, and you took them back, and you went to the next home to build another home. And they started thinking of like, how can we speed line this? How can we go from instead of taking all that stuff out there and having all that human labor there, how can they just like create a home and then pop, plop it on a piece of land and it's done? And this is innovative thinking that we're talking about. And I love this. And to go back, Paulo and his team spent literally two years figuring out what this problem was he realized that there's no brand in this industry, that there's nobody working on this problem. So in this clip, guys, he delves into this and elaborates on his mindset on how to solve this issue and how he really believes he's doing a significant amount of good in the world. And this is truly, truly the billionaire mindset. So let's hop into it with the founder of Boxable, Paulo Tiaramani. Where did this come from? It's fascinating for me to see how technology evolves 
and you know computers and with cars and i haven't seen it in homes because i'm not directly in the home industry but like it seems like you guys are the tesla of homes in many ways and so where, where did this all start well thank you for that keep talking we absolutely <laughs> you know we tesla absolutely, of homes yeah yeah we absolutely love 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 that analogy so you know the genesis of the product started you know my background is i'm an industrial designer mechanical engineer and we've hired, you know, technologists and futurists and focused on innovation and new product development, patents, mechanical patents. We really set our minds to, so, you know, if your skill set is innovation, you know, I'd liken it to an accountant, let's say, an accountant counts things. Pretty sure that accountant doesn't care what he counts, you know, it's his job to count, right? So with, with the innovation side of things, it shouldn't be, if you're a professional, it shouldn't be an aha moment where you say, oh my goodness, I've had this fantastic idea, let's, let's monetize it. You say, well, no, it's our job to invent. So our goal was to be operators in a space uh, rather than you know, licensing or, or uh, intellectual property. Uh, we wanted to be operators in a space and we said, well, if we're gonna get involved as operators, we need to find the biggest problem we can. The problem should include good works. We, we should actually be doing something useful if we can for America. You know, I'm a nationalist, I love this country, but also the planet. I know that sounds terribly grandiose, but if you're starting with a blank sheet of paper and say, let's find a massive problem, uh, you just throw everything in the bucket. So let's find an absolutely massive problem and let's do what good works. It's going to require a lot of money. People need to be, need to monetize their money, investors and things, so it should be profitable. And let's start with the problem. So it actually took a couple of years, I believe it or not, just to ask the questions was so slow and methodical, but ever accelerating. So it's a couple of years just to ask the questions to find out what the biggest problem was. And we, we got down to a few and building construction just stood out and it just stood out. It just hit all the markers for us. And we were just checking these things off. And it's, you know, things like housing crisis, a solid indicator of, of an economy's financial status, you know, it's America or a foreign country, housing starts as a measure of the economy. And then we're looking at it and we see with our marketing hat on and see that it's, there's no brand, there's no, there's no national player, there's no global player. And we're looking at this and saying, why? <laughs> you know, everything in our lives, everything I can see in your studio, everything you can see behind me was built in a factory, everything. Right. And we call that post-industrial. Post-industrial just means built in a factory. And then we're looking at building construction. I know this sounds you know, very simple as I explained it, but really it was quite an aha moment for us to, to figure this out. And we looked at building construction and said, holy cow, this is pre-industrial marketplace. This yeah. is a pre-industrial marketplace and a survey of that marketplace and, and the folks that were trying to put the product in a factory. When I say building construction, I mean buildings. You know, I don't mean necessarily sort of like the building you see behind me, but sort of the belly of the snake in terms of most buildings most of the time, whether they're, they're retail or residential, condominiums, mid-rise and things like that. That's the bulk of the building construction marketplace. And here it is, it's pre-industrial and it's literally built in a field mm -hmm. and, and, and companies are going in, assembling tools and labor and trades and essentially assembling an open-air factory. Can you imagine anything worse than an open-air factory that's yeah. to heat and rain? And then they put up a product, and then they disband the factory. It's the height of inefficiency. And we're like, well, why is that? And obviously, it's rather obvious. 
because they're very big, you know, buildings are big. So they build them on site, they can't build them in a factory. And so we looked at the factory solutions and realized that essentially they're non-starters. And there are some, some big, bigger companies, but they're not even very big and nobody even knows them. And we're like, wow, they are, they're using field materials and technologies. They're using bits of wood and pneumatic nail guns, all yeah. human product. They're using old, old technology and putting it under a roof. So they haven't taken advantage of being under a roof and having sort of the giant machinery you see behind me. So that was strike one against them. And then the second strike against them was, uh, you know, we have national and global limits on traffic width, which is eight and a half feet. And then height is 13 foot off the blacktop or 13 and a half foot in Europe. So eight and a half by 13, let's call it that. And then all the factories, without exception, are building product that's 12 to 15 foot wide. Mm -hmm. So as a first past look, these factories putting under a roof old technology, building something illegal to ship, and then attempting to ship it. And then they're surprised when they can't have a reach that's more than perhaps a couple of hundred miles radius uh, from their factory. So that was like, oh, okay, that's a problem. So this is sort of the genesis of the idea. And we said, wow, you know, okay. So where did the idea come from? It came from starting with a problem, identifying a problem. And we looked at that. And if I just cap it, those statements there and say, aha, we got a big problem there. If we can fix that problem, and make building construction post-industrial. This can be one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. We can do it. We can do it in relatively short order, five years maybe, seven years. And it meets one of our self-selected markers, which is to do some good. There you have it, guys. Solving the world's problems from a billionaire mindset. So to recap on that, Paulo spent two years identifying the problem, then realizing some sort of industry was out of date. And he honed in on housing construction and then answering the question, how can this be more efficient and how can we do some good? I love interviewing people with the billionaire mindset. You guys, I highly recommend checking out this episode with Paolo. It's episode 547, a $3 billion startup that created Elon Musk's unfoldable house. It's actually really popular on our episode list for good reason. And one more thing, guys, if you see some podcasts on our episode list, go ahead and download those so you can save them in your phone for a later date and catch them on a walk or when you're on a drive or the next time you're feeling or fancying a really good podcast. There's some great content in both our high-performance clips and the interviews that we have out there. So check them out, and we'll see you on the next episode. 